Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. I have today on the podcast Meg Lewis, who is a local Newcastle gal, pro makeup artist, glam trainer of Icon Beauty School, and founder and owner of Novo Tan and Click Beauty Co. She is a born creative who advocates for self-love and body positivity. Welcome to the podcast, Meg. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be fun. Now, I wanted to start this episode off with a few rapid fire questions. So I don't want you to think about it too much. Just, yeah, quickly answer them best you can, okay? Okay. We might get a little giggle out of these. Okay, so coffee of choice? Um, Iced almond latte. Delicious. Me too. I actually just finished mine off. Um, First celebrity crush? Oh, Peter Pan. No. Yes, like the real life one. Oh. I always at Video Easy, that was the only movie I'd run out when I was young. <laughs> I feel like that's like, a, that's like, I don't know, like childhood trauma or something. There's something there with that. <laughs> Strangest place you've had sex? Oh, oh, a farm. Yep. Okay. What scares you? What scares me? Um, bugs that fly. Oh, I hate insects. I hate all insects. All insects, like they're fine if they don't fly. When they fly, it's like you don't know what they're going to (laughs) do. They're right. I don't like any insect. I'm not prejudiced on on insects in general. I I hate them all. Like they all disgust me. I hate being, oh, (laughs) yuck. Anyway, moving on. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Cute. One food for the rest of your life. Potatoes, you can do so much. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> Advice for your younger self? Um, oh, God, so much, but, like, to not care what people say or think. Yeah, yeah I think that's a big one for a lot of people. Like, we spend and invest so much energy, especially in our teens, like, to caring what everyone thinks, and that just fucks us up for the future, right? Yeah, it takes a while to unwind from that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like there is so much in all of our adolescence, like year seven, like that was the big transitional phase for so many of us, especially girls. So I feel like girls, like guys are going through puberty and all the shit, but like I feel like girls just get hit harder by year seven. A hundred percent. Especially so many expectations. Right. And especially yeah. if you haven't been like privy or you're you're going into that year like quite naive about all the sex stuff and like yeah. hooking up with boys and all of that. It's all so new and intimidating. And then yeah. you've got to go through like the judginess of other girls and gossiping. Yeah. It's fucking full on man. Horrible. But women are strong because we get through that. That's right. That's why they chose us for childbirth. Because we're strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so getting into today's episode and just conversation, I want to talk about you and your life and your amazing businesses because you're just incredible with the work that you're doing at the moment. Like you are so successful and so young and you're just going like, fuck it, sky's the limit. Like it's, it feels like you're just like throwing yourself in the deep end constantly and working it out. It's amazing. Yeah, like 
I, you just have to keep going. Every time I have like negative thoughts, I'm just like, no, you keep going. You've worked so hard. Um, mm, mm. Yeah, it's incredible. So before we dive into all of that, can you just share a little on you, where you grew up, what your life looks like? A little bit. Yeah, so I grew up in Newcastle. I'm still here. Like I love Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my partner, Soul, live in a little townhouse, um, like in the CBD uh, I have my makeup studio about two streets away, which is where I'm usually working away. And that's where like our other Novo Ten warehouse space is. Honestly, my life is pretty much work. <laughs> like, And I'm fine with that because I love doing it. Um, but yeah, I don't really do much else um, other than like work. Yeah. Yeah. No, sometimes people, I feel like there's just different personalities in life and, you know, to have that entrepreneurial sense in, in who you are and that being such a big part of your identity, you have to enjoy the process. So many people start these businesses or brands and they don't enjoy the process. They don't enjoy the obstacles and challenges or learning new things. They're like, I just, this is not for me. And that's okay. But yeah, I feel like there's people like yourself who are just so driven by any obstacle or challenge that might come up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So you created a very exciting um, new product and it is highly successful after one year on the Aussie market. I think it was 2021. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Novo Tan. So tell us about Novo Tan. Where, where did this idea stem from, right? Obviously you used fake tan and tell us a little bit about the process. So from the start to where it's landed now. Yeah. So like it all started when we went into, I think it was our second lockdown and, you know, I had so much time um, and I'd always like been a self tanner, but I'd noticed recently when I would go to the supermarket or the pharmacy that like the market was so oversaturated, it was super overwhelming. Um, and I wanted to sort of create something that was like an all in one product, like you could get multiple shades out of the one product. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we formulated it, uh, it was based on a layering system because I wanted like it to be a one stop um for everyone it's like a really good undertone as well for most skin types it's not like orange it's not green it's olive so it's right in the middle I just wanted it to be all inclusive yeah like a lot of tan and beauty marketing is based around a really stereotypical beauty standard and I also wanted to break that and be more welcoming of like every sort of man and women like women mm. so um that was a massive driver for me as well like to yeah include everyone in our whole operation yeah um, yeah and that's pretty much where it started that's amazing so when you an- initially got this idea and you were bringing it to life did you have any I guess limiting beliefs like you've d- obviously dabbled in business prior to this yeah. product but I mean totally different in the way that I sort of perceive it I suppose is it it was was so different in that process wasn't yeah. it you weren't just doing someone else's makeup and stuff because you're a makeup artist you were yeah. creating a product it was that, completely different yeah yeah so did you have any limiting beliefs upon yourself through that process absolutely like you you are investing so much time and money into something and like it's always scary and you always have doubts and especially when you're comparing yourself to other brands on the market which I absolutely did at the start um now I don't at all like we're in our own lane now um but at the start yeah it was definitely like comparing us to other people I like like fast success like I'm really keen on like building a brand super fast and like um, at the beginning, it like wasn't growing as quickly as I really wanted it to. And that was really frustrating to me. Mm. Um, but like, 
then it started to come along and those doubts faded yeah. away. I think for like as a consumer, the the thing with new products is they need to have some form of identity behind them before you, you go and buy it essentially, like putting something on a shelf in Woolworths. If I haven't seen it or heard it, it's very rare that I'll go, oh, this is new. I'm going to pick it up and I'll be the one to be the dummy on, on trying it, you know? Yeah. So I think that over the, the last 12 months, like I've seen your, your brand grow and it's, you yeah. know, now getting this identity associated with it where it's a known product. And I also just went on your website and I didn't know that you were doing this. I don't know how I've bloody missed this, but you're doing subscription boxes. And I'm like, fuck yeah. This is really recent. Yes. So I was like, I had this idea literally Monday last week and I was like, why is no one else doing this? Like it yep. is so like in line with tan people always tan weekly like why is no one else doing this and no one in Australia was doing it and I was just like I'm just gonna try it Mm -hmm. and um yeah we got it up and running like last week pretty much and we're gonna give it a trial this month and we've already gotten subscriptions so I'm like I just yeah I was just like why is no one else doing this Love it. I am here for that. I'm all about the subscription. Like I have my protein um, and my natural pre-workout on subscription because I am I forget to buy shit and then I'm annoyed with myself when I forget it or I run out. I'm like, fuck, like how did yeah. I miss that? So the subscription idea is incredible. Like people are doing that for rent a dress now and yeah. all that kind of thing. Like why not fake tan? I think any product that you're using consistently week on week, you should be able to just order and it keep coming, you know? Yeah. And as the the owner of the business, it's just like a, it's filtering money through consistency consistently right yeah. because they're just coming out it's a new order every time so yeah. it's an incredible idea I honestly think that people are going to follow you they're going to copy someone's going to see I'm it like, I, I literally was just like why is no one doing this yeah <laughs> crazy that's a, that's seriously such a good idea I'm loving that idea I need to um probably do that now that we're coming into that winter season hit the subscription box. you go to tan and you have none and you're like cool yeah like a week with no hand right I remember when I was younger and like oh my god I could dive into some mad tan fails actually I'd probably be best to show you some photos but um I would run out and it would be like I don't know 10 30 on a Thursday night because Thursday night's tanning night and me and my best friend would be in our pajamas and we'd be like fuck there's not enough like oh there's only enough for one of us and we'd have to go to Coles with yeah. our dressing gown and Ugg boots <laughs> off we go and we would buy tan yeah that is so funny a hundred percent I know. So what were some challenges with creating the product that's in quite a flooded market in terms of the industry of spray tans and fake tanning and all the products on on the shelves? What were some challenges that you faced with that and how did you overcome those? Well, obviously, like people that are regular tanners have established their tan brand. They trust that tan brand. So it's really hard for them to break out of that. Um, we have heaps of customers that are first time tanners. So, you know, no bows, all they know. But I really wanted to crack onto the people that already tan, mm. try no bows. So that was really difficult. But um, I think our approach with it being like customizable, there's like the three layers in the one bottle, which like we've formulated it around that's what differentiated us from the other brands mm. um, but it's definitely yeah trying to crack into the people that already have those established tan brands and trust mm. them and trying to get them to try us Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the most difficult thing. Yeah. And like, I recall when I was turning regularly, when I was a lot younger, um, I don't really through summer now, but absolutely in winter, I would 
use a new product and the couple of times that I did it it was a fail so yeah. it just put this like massive fear on me trying anything new um but I, I love that it's buildable I think that's a really important thing for anyone to take from this episode with this product because I've tried it and I love it I've shared it on my Instagram before it's an incredible product that is absolutely buildable and you can trust the process so if you just want one layer you just put on the one layer but if you want to add another layer later when you're like oh it's not dark enough I'll put another one on and it doesn't like get streaky and it's just such a nice deep color like it's so it does look quite natural I haven't seen any one of your girls wearing it and being like oh no that's you yeah know, that came out orange on her skin like 100%. that just hasn't happened yeah and that's what we wanted like we didn't want anything that was too intense we just wanted it to be wearable buildable mm. Um, and super hydrating for the skin. Like a lot of tan brands, like one of their main ingredients is water, but we've swapped that for aloe vera, like to really hydrate the skin. So I think that's something that differentiates us too, just the ingredients. Yes. And talk to me about the other products that you also have for Novo Tan. Yeah. So we have like our tan extended balm. So like getting the longest life out of your tan. Our tan lasts by itself like about six to seven days um, mm. and you get like an extra day or two if you use our tan extender balm. Yeah. Um, we have our tanning mitts um, and we just brought out our face drops as well. Cool. So with the face drops, how long does that take to come out in the skin? Um, I just put it on before bed and it develops overnight. So a few hours. Amazing. Amazing. How good is that? So just digressing a little bit, you are someone that advocates body positivity and self-love. And you've just mentioned with your brand, you wanted to make it really inclusive for all women, shape, sizes, all the things. So the women that collaborate with Novo Tan are obviously of every shape, size and skin tone, which I just love seeing in my Instagram feed every single time when something pops up. I'm like, this is just so refreshing in a local brand and feeling that inclusivity and support for all types of women, whether, you know, it and one to the other, like from one end of the scale to the other end of the scale, it's nice to see that inclusivity. Um, In an Instagram post recently, you put up um, a caption, which I really loved. It said, your daily reminder to wear the dress, the shorts, the figure-hugging skirt you've been wanting to style. Fashion is not limited because of hip dips, thick thighs or cellulite. And I just loved that caption and I love that photo of you so can you just share what your journey has been like with your relationship with your body and what has led you to be feeling this confident in your skin yeah absolutely like my relationship with my body has been a roller coaster from like year six um Mm -hmm. like I was really bullied in primary school because of my weight so I felt a lot of pressure going into high school and being a certain size And like, even, you know, when you read like a Dolly magazine or a girlfriend magazine, like their plus size examples were a size 10. So it gives you that fear. Like if I hit the double digits in size, like, am I too big? Mm. And so like all through my high school years, it's been like a roller coaster. Um, And it's only probably in the last two years that I've really started to accept myself. And I feel like that has like a lot to do with how much we've progressed with like plus size models and how brands market things um, because we're all on social media now. So we're all comparing ourselves to everyone. Um, But yeah, now I just feel like life's way too short to not wear what you want and style what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that's, it's like probably in the past two years. Yeah. I've really gotten comfortable with myself and I just hate, I would hate for someone else to go through what I went through. Um, So I just want to put the word out there. Like, now as a 24 year old, I really regret feeling like that about myself. So I want people to yeah embrace themselves. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I had a similar experience. It started off year six, year seven sort of thing. But for me, the biggest judgment and comments that I ever received and that started my negative, I guess, relationship with my body were from my best friend. So it wasn't even like bullying from anyone. It was like done in condescending, degrading, you know, hectic sarcasm sort of tone and and the way that she spoke about herself in front of me. That's where I started having this negative relationship with myself. And I think over the years it is evolving. We are getting better. But, fuck, there's some work to do in schools. Like, you know. Oh, in schools, definitely. Man, like because that's where it's being filtered in, right? That's where it's congested and, and happening and starting for girls and boys. Um, as you know, I have two stepdaughters, one 11 and one 10. Um, the 11-year-old goes into high school next year and she goes to a beautiful little school here in Newcastle and unfortunately, and it's not just her, she's not singled out, but the entire group because of what goes on in the school and we're all sort of um, sheltering them from anything crazy in the big bad world, which all parents do, they're, they're like I was going in high school. They're going to be a really naive group of girls and they're not going to really know too much what's going on. And and their relationship with themselves because they've all got social media, TikTok, Snapchat, they're putting filters on their face constantly. Like they don't have a real understanding of how damaging that is going to be for the next few years. Like I know for myself, I sometimes, you know, use filters when I'm talking on Instagram, but it's once you take the filter off, I need to do that daily to remind myself like this isn't what I look like. A hundred percent. And then, you have to remind yourself that that's not what other people look like either. Right. Like you have yourself, you know, being like, well, why don't I look like that? And it's mm. like probably because they're using a filter too sort of thing. Like we just have such high standards for beauty. It's just insane. And especially in schools, like people are so vulnerable. It's just... Mm. Education needs to be put in place. Yeah. And you th- um, just touched on the high standards that we have in beauty. As women, we have been heavily influenced on diet culture and the conditioning on worthiness being measured by size, which, you know, we're all trying to break down right now. I feel like we're all breaking the breaking our individual conditioning, right, the, and our limits that we've been influenced over the years, over our childhood and things. But how do you think as, as a collective we can fight against these this conditioning? Just, I feel like, like because social media is huge, brands like bigger brands really need to start incorporating people of all shapes and sizes into their marketing. Like mm-hmm. I still have those times where I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm comparing myself to, um, you know, really tiny girls that um, are using like products or being models for brands. But you have to come back to reality. But I really think it's in like these big brands and on social media. We need to be sharing like um, bigger girls' confidence and like showing that everyone is beautiful. It's not mm. just this like um, beauty standard in a box and that's beauty. You know what I mean? Like everyone has beauty. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I remember this was quite a while ago. You probably remember too when Lorna Jane got absolutely hammered in the media because she, um, I think she referred to like a size 14 as like a plus size model or something. She did something really trivial like that. And it was obvious that it was not intentional to hurt anyone's feelings. She wasn't, and and a lot of her sizes don't go up plus a 16 or an 18. She might do, I think she does 16 and 18 now, but there was a point where it wasn't over 14. Um, And I remember that because I tried to buy some tights when I was pregnant and I could nothing fit right like the band wouldn't extend far enough for me and I was like fuck like how do you know how do plus size women find active wear like this is really tricky unless it's maternity wear I don't want maternity wear I just want to wear the warm comfy tights I've worn for years but I want them to extend you know um 
Um, so I think as business owners and brand owners, um, it's almost like there is a responsibility. They have so much responsibility. They yeah. have so much and they have such an influence on people. Like when people think of plus size women, they're thinking when they buy clothes or when they buy beauty products, like these yeah. brands have so much influence and responsibility to share like the love for all shapes and sizes like yeah yeah. absolutely and like comparisonitis it's it's a thing and we all have it but breaking that down is about being inclusive yeah a hundred percent yeah so have you on your journey through your relationship with yourself have you lent into or drawn on any healing modalities or have you done any work in terms of your self-love journey like have you seen a psychologist or anything like that I've seen psychologists on and off. I really um, tapped into gratitude. I know it's like mm. quite a trivial thing, um, but I like, like, I don't know, people find it to sound really cliche, but it actually works. Like I find I write in my gratitude journal. I'm really like, yeah, I write down five things I'm grateful for every day. Um, and I really focus on the things that I'm like love and I'm happy about. It's like all starts with the mind. I feel um, yeah. So, yeah, I've really tried to work on my gratitude mentality and I feel like that's had a massive domino effect on me. It's, like, improved heaps of aspects in my life. So Yeah, absolutely. I love doing anything, you know, with working with gratitude. And one thing that I started doing a little while ago, I have no idea where I heard it, no memory whatsoever, but I started when I look at something, like when I – um, get out of the car or I'm going into a room full of people I try and find things I'm grateful for in the room or the people I'm grateful for in the room 100%. and I just like recite that in my head and it just brings me to a moment of like really being connected and present with myself and what I'm doing in that moment to be like this is you know this is a good place to be for me like sometimes I'll get anxious going into a large you know room of people or um, not wanting to be somewhere like grocery shopping or something I don't want to go fucking grocery shopping I hate it I forgot something you know but being grateful oh gosh it's so nice that I can walk in here and there's all this fresh produce to choose from oh god I'm lucky that I can afford to drive here like yeah, exactly just yeah. the really tiny things and like I'm super stubborn so when I wanted to change my mindset I want it to happen like ASAP but it was a journey like mm. nothing happens fast when it's mm. you know that great yeah so, yeah oh god yeah I um in my wellness reset group on Facebook um I have some women in there that we have done the wellness reset challenge that's a 21 day challenge I run a few times a year and one of the challenge is something that brought me so much discomfort doing myself that I wanted to get other people to do it. And it's the self-love challenge and you have to write down 20 things you love about yourself. That list took me six and a half months to finish. Every time I found something or I thought of something, I'd write it down. But it literally, when I sat there and looked at that paper, I was like, oh, I, I couldn't think of anything. I'm like, I don't, like, I like myself, I guess, but I don't really lo- like, what do I love here? And I found it really, really hard. And there's growth and discomfort. We know that. So sitting with your feelings, you know, being really vulnerable with just yourself can be uncomfortable. Like, you know, if you've been. Most critic, like. Yes, absolutely. So like just writing things down, even that you love about you can bring you so much more connection to yourself and your desires and who you want to be and what version you want to show up as. Like, I don't want my daughters growing up questioning what they like about themselves and they're already doing the mirror work where they're looking in the mirror going I don't like this I wish my hair was this color I want to change this I want to change that so I think it's just really important to introduce you know gratitude and self-love however you can into your life absolutely yeah no I agree 
Okay, so one last question before you go. I won't keep you too much longer, but I would love to know what is some advice you could give to a new business owner or someone that has a product that they want to bring to life? Bounce off people's negativity. If someone says you can't do it, bounce off that. Be really stubborn and prove them wrong and like just keep going and going and going. Fuck yes, I like that. That's really good. That's an awesome takeaway. Well, thank you so much, Meg, for coming on today. It's been great chatting with you and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.